Hello and good evening, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. And of course, I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And we have, my God, we have an action packed show for you tonight. Uh, we have some hard hitting topics. Uh, one of, I think most of them um, are going to be uh, real thought provoking uh, talk. If you are here, for big opinions, uh, let me just welcome you to the party because you're going to get them. We have a panel that is packed with talent. Uh, of course, before we get into what we're talking about, let's get into the introductions and let me first start off with rookie sensation, guy that has actually run the gambit in the in the podcasting ring. I don't even know how he's still breathing. Please welcome Pong Soul. <laughs> Boom. Awesome to be here. Uh, hey, you know what? You make the call. Uh, I'm in AAA and the big leagues call. I get on that midnight flight from work and uh, coming in hot <laughs> from work, but I'm here. So uh, great to be here once again. I appreciate the uh, opportunity as always. We fantastic panel. You you always are spot on with with having the people ready and rock and rolling. Uh, obviously, hey, Everborn, if we keep meeting like this, people are going to start talking, man. This is, this is too cold, brother. A couple days. So, uh, but no, awesome to see everybody in the chat already. I know people are filing in, but uh, thanks again. Uh, let's get down to it because we do have some really big topics. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being here, of course, and uh, yeah, definitely coming in hot. It was definitely great. Cybernox is not going to be with us tonight. He's actually preparing for something important that is happening tomorrow at work for him, and he will be returning into his uh, seat next week. Of course, let's introduce next the man who is still looking for the perfect calzone, but knows a good cannoli or two, our very good brother, all the way from the sinking place known as Florida. Please welcome Clowns. What's going on, dude? Hey, what's going on, man? It's a pleasure being on the show as always. And you saw that white flag on my sinking ship while a gator was passing by. You're like, hey, come on the air. And here I am, boom. Well, listen, thankfully he didn't eat you and you are ready to rock and roll. I know you're a big comic guy. You're a big Marvel guy. So we have uh, what, the opening the opening salvo for tonight's show is a drum that you've heard me bang before. But quite frankly, I'm not done. And I'm not going to stop talking about this until two things happen. One, Phil sends me an email or better yet calls me and says, boom, we, we are going to do a Marvel game. And guess what? You're one of the voice actors for it. That's when I stopped talking about it because at that point I made my mission to get it done. But let's continue with the introductions. Next up, the loudest man all the way from Canada. And I can hear him like he's right in my ear here in New Rochelle, New York. Please welcome the no snow having middle-aged gamer guy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Good evening, boom. Good evening, Chad panel. Uh, Pong Soul, nice to see you again, brother. And uh, yes, that's right. In Canada, we have... Almost no snow. I can still see green grass poking out, and somehow the United States is getting pounded right now. Dude, we snow, are so. getting three more Woo! storms in the next six days. I'm so excited. <laughs> I, yeah, we're getting. I can't even get my toboggan out of the garage. It's ridiculous. Anyways, I'm super happy to be here. We got some great topics tonight, so let's get right into it. Well, thank you so much. And next up, another gentleman from Florida making his way from the closet. Oh, by the way, please welcome Sniper Extraordinaire, Tempest Sun. 
boom, I'm back, and I feel like a proper podcaster. I'm actually at my PC right now. Excellent. Very good yeah, to know. <laughs> the, the kids, they're the ones being hidden right now. I mean, they're still safe. They're still good, but, you know, they're just not here. So, uh, yeah, I can actually do this like a real podcaster. You know, it uh, feels foreign to me now, but <laughs> we're here, and I'm ready to do it. Well, it's good to have you back, brother. Thanks so much for being here. And last and no way at least, his computer decided to throw him a right hook, but he dodged it and sent the, the his left hook into the computer's face. Please welcome the very talented and opinionated Everborn Saga. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Can we just give a shout out to PC Gaming? I keep hearing people saying, oh, it's so simple. And then you have things like this go wrong. But that's neither here nor there. Listen, PC, the PCMR, and, and of course, our brother, Enrique from the basement our, our radio. And slow-mo. Yeah, and slow-mo, and of course, Gaming Forte. There's plenty of them. that They're all out there. They're undercover PC master racers. There's no doubt about it. Me, I have, I was actually told by someone that I don't count as part, <laughs> as part of the PC master race because mine is pre-built. <laughs> Oh, listen! I'm on a a pre-built. I'm on a (laughs) pre-built Alienware because that was the only way I could get the 3080. But I did add like like 64 more gigs of memory and another um, solid state. So I don't know if I don't know if that gets me one foot in the door. Listen, I don't care about being in the door. All I know is that now with the PC that Mrs. Boomstick picked up, but with no help, by the way. The work I have been able to do for the show, as you can tell, has been really stepped up. I mean, obviously, you see I'm, I'm running um, 60 frames per second, uh, Division 2 for you. We got dirt on the back end. Um, I'm record- I am I was able to get my hands on not one but two HD 60Ss from Elgato. I'm recording. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm recording stuff on the PlayStation Five and, of course, the Xbox Series X, and and I'm running everything crazy on this computer, and it's and it's and it's handling like a champ. But let's, we're not here to talk about PC. We're, we're not. I no, do want to say I, yes. this: what you're playing right now, like when we get off of this show, I'm gonna go p- put on the Division Two. This Dude, it's amazing. so good. It is. It runs so incredibly fast. Like I can't believe I used to play in thirty. Like I haven't played Destiny two yet, and I know that people are like, "What are you talking about?" I love Destiny, and I have not played it since it became sixty frames per second. I definitely got to jump into that because I'm afraid that once I get into these these games that suck your soul, I'll never get out. So I, I, that, I, I know we got to go, but that happened to me this weekend. I started playing No Man's Sky for the first time. And I I, w- I was into it, and then I realized it was like four hours later, and I didn't want to stop, and I turned it off and uninstalled it because that would be it. I'd have no productivity on anything. I need a game with an ending. Yes, I can't. I can't do, I can't do this like play forever stuff. It's too much other things to do. But anyway. <laughs> Well, listen, um, uh, it says here, let's see, somebody has a TV on in the background and that, uh, yes, if anyone has a TV going on in the background, uh, I think we're getting a little bit of an echo. So if you have it on, just kind of lower it if you wouldn't mind. Um, but uh, let, let, let's get into why we're here. Folks, listen, here's the thing. For topic number one, this this is this is one that we decided to, to that that was, you know, I brought it to the attention of the uh, of the panel through our DM. And look, here's the thing. Um, the MCU is, is 
hitting on all cylinders. And of course, I'm talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, you might be saying to yourself, wait a second, boom, this is a video game show. Yeah, we're going to get there. So just hold on. Uh, this past Friday, we had a, an unbelievable revelation um, for WandaVision, right? We got a huge, huge X-Men character from the Fox universe now in the MCU. And then, of course, during the Super Bowl, we got an amazing trailer, which I watched about 100 times for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, and obviously, look, the thing is this. Um, I bring this up because my question to the community, and I know obviously we're waiting for people to file in, but I'm going to ask it again later on during the topic, is does Xbox have a Marvel problem? And my answer is they absolutely do. And I, and I say that with respect to Phil and Matt Booty and, and the entire team at Redmond. But I, I think that they're, they're just not reading the tea leaves correctly. And I say that because, listen, from, from, from a podcaster who has no ties to Microsoft outside of knowing a few people in there and obviously I've worked with them last year, um, I think it's safe to say that the, 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 the track for Marvel is skyrocketing high right now. The trend for M the MCU is going to go up. And, and, and ju just, just to give the, the audience wh where I'm going with this, if, if you look at how important uh, pop culture is when you talk about TV and film and video games, they all kind of go hand in hand. I think, but maybe all the parts don't fit perfectly, but they all go hand in hand. And when you talk about Marvel... They've Kevin Feige run Marvel, okay? In the next year or two, go, we're talking about from 2021, which of course is right now, to 2022, you have obviously WandaVision. You have Falcon, the Winter Soldier. You got She-Hulk. You got Miss Marvel. You got Moon Knight. You got Loki, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, The Eternal, Spider-Man 3, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Love Th uh, um, Thor, Love and Thunder, Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and, of course, Secret Invasion. Now, what? where does this equate to games? Well, quite frankly, where it equates to games and where I think, I think and I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to continue beating this drum, is where I think Xbox, or more specifically Microsoft, is making a mistake, is the, the head of Marvel Entertainment for Electronic Games put out a press release inviting the gaming space to come make to come build worlds and play in our world right the, the, so it was thrown out there that if you want to license out a character and make a game you the doors are open with the, the gates have been knocked down and we're going to allow you to play in our world right so the question comes is what is phil spencer waiting for like i i'm i'm under the uh, the uh, the impression that 20 million of Spider-Man 2018 and, and and over 5 million now reported of Miles Morales tells me that two games have equated 23 million copies sold between the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 5 if that doesn't just you know punch you in the face as someone as an executive of Microsoft that says hey you know what maybe 
we should kind of read the tea leaves a little bit better and see what we can get as an exclusive. You know, maybe we can have a Captain America game, a Black Panther game, a Punisher game. Hell, go crazy and use the X and Xbox to get an X-Men game going. I don't know. But you know what? I'm interested to hear what the panel has to say, but I'm also interested to hear what the chat has to say. Now, I want to start with Mag on this one. Because, Mag, you were the loudest on this, and that's not a surprise. (laughs) The question, quite simply, is, does Xbox have a Marvel problem? You you know what it is? Besides the obvious three, the big three, right? You've got, you know, the Halo Gears, Forza situation. And we know that Master Chief has kind of been out of the... uh, Well, I mean, besides the new game coming, he's been sort of out of the spotlight for a while, and he kind of lost, like, the face of Xbox. What they could use is another face for Xbox. I'm not saying replace the Master Chief as, like, you know, the, the mascot of the brand, but we could use another one. Because if you look on the opposite side of the pond, you've got Sony over there, and it's not just Kratos, and it's not just, you know, um, what's his name? Nathan Drake, okay? It's also Spider-Man because yes. when you look at when you look at Kratos's face, okay, that angry bearded face, the first thing you think of is PlayStation. When you see Nathan Drake, the first thing you think is PlayStation. And now what they've done is they've marketed everything around Spider-Man from PS3 and on. You remember the P- I remember it said PlayStation 3 on the actual console. Yes, it was written yes, in the yes. same font yes. as the um the Sam Spider-Man Raimi 3. Spider-Man. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they were already branding it so now when you see spider-man the first bloody thing you think of is playstation what i think they need to do is uh i think they need to get someone like well maybe not bethesda i don't know how busy they are or one of the one of those studios because they got a whole lot of studios and maybe some new ones coming i think that what they need to do this is my personal opinion and i'm surprised you didn't say this on the list boom i'm a little disappointed actually i want blade yes i want blade i want an m rated for mature, okay, Blade game. And I want it to be a semi-open world action adventure. Very excellent story. Uh, try to use Mahashala Ali because, you know, that movie's coming out in the next, well, let's say two or three years, right? Because they didn't announce it for 2021 or 2022. And apparently, from what I heard, I was just watching Kevin Smith on YouTube. They just got a writer for it about uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, it's a female so, writer. She's done some pretty big things. She's yeah. done some big things. She's even yeah. won an Emmy Award. Yeah. Uh, so she's done some major work. So now she's going to be working on the new Blade film. So we're talking about 2023 and beyond. And we all know that games do not happen overnight, folks. We all know this. So it's going to be at least a three-year, at least a three-year development cycle. Okay? Unless, of course, they're using assets from something else. But, however... You know, Blade, not just being the character that he was, he also had that cool-ass car, okay? So you can use that to traverse very much like cyberpunk or something. You know what I mean? And, like, go around in a semi-open world, a city or something, going to underground vampire clubs and taking out dudes and chicks and whatever. Vampires, killing vampires, the daywalkers on the loose on the Xbox. I think that would be a great, great move. And uh, you know what? Maybe kind of fashion it after that game Sleeping Dogs. You remember that game Sleeping Dogs? Oh my god, so good, dude. Okay, so, so good. Yes, so that was like an, uh, it wasn't like a complete open world, but man, it kept the narrative and the action moving forward in such a great way that I could not, I got that game on Games with Gold for free, okay? And I didn't barely even knew about it. I'm like, alright, what's the Sleeping Dogs about? When I started playing, I couldn't so stop. 
Yeah. The story was good. The gameplay loop was excellent. Uh, you know, it wasn't like the best, you know, uh, technical game ever, but I mean, it was really, really good. If you can make a solid blade game with one of their studios. And the thing is people are saying, oh, well, you know, but market, uh, not marketing, uh, uh, being able to get the licenses and all this stuff. They just got Indiana Jones. Yeah. That's a huge name. So if they were able to snag the Indiana Jones, well, it wasn't them, it was Bethesda, but still the point is they got the Indiana Jones name. What would stop, Di what do you think, Disney's not, uh, Disney's not afraid of money, okay? If there's money to be made, they're going to make those deals. And you see what they're doing right now with the Star Wars franchise as they're branching it out now to different developers uh, apart from EA. EA will still make games, but now they're branching that out. They've got Indiana Jones coming on the loose, hot on the heels of an Indiana Jones film coming out next year. Right. So now you've got a Blade film coming out in about, let's say, two or three years down the road. Then why not put out a Blade game on the Xbox? That is my call. And I don't know. We'll see. What, see, the, my fear is that if you go with some of those other superhero characters, like let's say She-Hulk or anything like that, then you're going to start getting into that dangerous Avengers game territory where you're going to be kind of limited as to what you're going to do. Like you can't have like an open world you know, story with She-Hulk. You could. You know, where she could be like herself and then all of a sudden transform or whatever. But it's still going to go back to those Avengers game tropes. And that's yeah, what that's I'm... A, I, yeah, you know, you bring up a great point. You, you bring up a, a fantastic point, you know, like the Avengers. And that's actually... Um, a question I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring to uh, our 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 guest Pong So, but I'll, I'll let you continue your point. Oh no, that, that I just basically I just want them to avoid the Avengers situation. Now it wasn't like I I enjoyed the story, but once the story was done, I played about an hour after that, and it just died. Well, it's the same. It's it's the same robots. It's the same missions. It was it, yeah. I was it, just it like really uh, was it, it it's it was very samey. That that's the problem. Yeah, I I didn't enjoy it after that, and I have not I have not picked it up since. I mean, I finished the story. I played an hour afterwards. I did like maybe two missions, and I didn't touch it ever again. I don't want that to be the case. So what I, that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for. That's my personal opinion. I think that they should move with Blade. Yeah, and that's a strong pick. Uh, I, I I'm hoping that what we eventually see, and this is I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm pulling something out of the rabbit hole. I, I don't even know how many people actually know what I'm talking about. Uh, I would love to see them. Uh, eventually build towards the Midnight Suns. And, and if you're not sure who they are, the, Mid the Midnight Suns uh, are, are a team of, of, of dark heroes that include Moon Knight, Blade, Ghost Rider, and the Punisher. Um, and uh, and uh, every now and again, you, you had Werewolf by Night was a, was a part of that crew. Um, but yeah, that would be a that would be a dope story, you know. Pong Soul, let, let's bring you into the conversation. And again, I, I ask you the question: Does Marvel? Uh, does Xbox have a Marvel problem? And here's a second. Here's another question to it that uh, that of course was brought up by um, a Mag. Could what happened with the Avengers scare off Microsoft from taking a chance on a Marvel game? So do they have a Marvel problem? I, I don't always agree with companies uh, you know, chasing trends per se uh, to try to, you know, cash in, right? Sometimes you're going to lose out. And we kind of saw that with Avengers. If you don't do it right, if you don't treat the product right, right, whatever you're doing. So I think it would be very important that they have a full game plan, first of all, uh, as far as what team is going to do it, what style it's going to be. And then go ahead and try to fit the pieces in and say, okay, what characters are we going to bring in? Let me say this. 
Mag's idea of Blade just gave uh, it was incredible, actually, because I, I had kind of forgotten about Blade myself uh, when I was thinking through this. Um, but can you imagine if they actually did approach Marvel uh, to obtain the rights to produce a game for Blade, and then they went out and got Itagaki to do a Ninja Gaiden style Blade? Wow! Yes. Now, now, now you're talking. That would yeah. absolutely be unbelievable uh to pull that off again wishful thinking we're dreaming here whatever but i just thought as soon as meg started talking about blade i'm like hmm who would do that and i just thought a ninja gaiden style against against uh vampires oh my god yeah yeah that, that would be a fantastic phenomenal type of game um but anyways to go back to the point i don't think that avengers would scare off microsoft per se i think microsoft would look at what happened to avengers and realize uh the mistakes that were made because everybody that's played avengers almost to a t agrees that the underlying game the base of the game it is good right i i don't see too many people saying that it's absolute you know crap i mean i there's not too many people that just say that what, what people have a problem with is the lack of content and the, yeah. and the lack of end game. And what are you going to do afterwards? And of course the customization, the lack of customization when you are obtaining new armor, which is a big part of looters, right? So, so those, those problems are out in the open. And I think that anybody uh, who is going to do this, and if it was going to be Microsoft that were going to take a chance on doing a game, let's say they took the X-Men, Right. And they turned that into an Avengers style, uh, open world looter, uh, you know, games of service, whatever you want to call them at this point, a combination of all of them. Uh, I think that they would have learned from that. They could see what the problems were and they could definitely make sure that it was going to uh, be a robust experience when it actually launched versus what we got in Avengers. Right. So I think those mistakes are easily uh, corrected uh, going forward from any other anybody else who decides to do something like that. Um, I do still believe, though, to my original point, you have to have the correct team, right? Um, and you have to make sure that the plan is in place and that this team is on board fully and that they have the right chops to get the job done. And again, we know that Microsoft, if the ZeniMax deal goes through, which we all assume it will, will have lots of teams to work with here. But we don't know what they all have already have in the works and where are you going to get the manpower to do this? Um, you know, we just heard today that Bethesda might might have a Planet of the Apes game also somewhere in there. Um, crazy, man. I, I, I know. Well, it's insane. Bethesda we, has, I think, four or five teams. People don't understand yeah. how big how big of a studio they actually are. Right. Right. And they would get Indiana Jones surprise, and then out of the blue, a rumor pops up of Planet of the Apes. Really? I mean, this, this is kind of crazy. Um, so I think that if they could find the, the, the right devs, to put together uh, a game uh, in the Marvel universe. I absolutely do believe they should go for it. Do I think it's a huge problem not to have one? Um, no, I don't think it's a huge problem. Is it, is it something that's big right now and, and Marvel and, and DC and the whole comic book in general seem to have more legs than a centipede. So I, I think this is going to be a trend that continues. Obviously, you know, Disney plus with WandaVision and all these shows coming out shows that, People are maintaining that interest level. Um, so I think it definitely could be a big hit that they could have on their hands if they decided to go that way. Um, so I think it's definitely something they should investigate um, and look into and find out what it would take. Um, and obviously, you know, 
the universe itself is vast. So you have a ton of options and different ways you could go and characters you could pull from uh, to make that happen. It doesn't necessarily have to be the high profile characters. Now, if you want to go up against somebody like Superman, you know, I'm just going to throw out, you know, I know we're talking about MCU, but if you wanted to really go toe to toe here, you know, Warner Brothers, I still think is out there in the deals. And, and if you could secure the DC licenses uh, and make that work to bring in Batman um, and, and all the DC characters, I think you could go toe to toe with anybody at that point. So, um, but yes, to answer your question, I, I, I think that Microsoft should look into it. I think it's something that could be uh, marketed very well, uh, like Mag was talking about, uh, to have not necessarily a mascot of all of Xbox, but to have that uh, association with a superhero or superheroes uh, with Xbox would do nothing but help the brand for sure. Yeah, I mean, listen, recognizable heroes sell. And I'm not saying that I want, see, it's, that's the thing that you get into. Like, a lot of people are going to be questioning, you know, well, wait a second, boom. Well, they don't have to copy, you know, uh, Sony's, you know, success. They're, they're successful in their own right. And I would agree with that. I'm not saying that they should. I'm saying that right now, you know, Spider-Man is a Marvel character, right? He's not a Sony character. Sure, they own the rights to the films. But Spider-Man not only is the most recognizable hero between any universe, whether that's DC, Image, you throw your favorite comic brand in there. You know what I'm saying? Spider-Man is the face of Marvel. That's a, that's a done deal. That's a deal that they they figured out and they worked it out. But it would be pretty cool if Microsoft could put a Punisher game by, like, say, the Coalition into the equation. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 just. I'm not saying they should be samey. I'm saying that they 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 are leaving um, money on the table of potentially getting a character to be uh, to be looked upon as oh that's an Xbox dude right there. And that's just, I mean, that, again, that's that's just my take on it. Let's get clowns. Clowns, you are a big comic guy. And obviously, the numbers don't lie. A lot of people wanted to dump on Miles Morales because it didn't sell as well as, as, as Spider-Man. Well, you know what? It didn't. And I don't think anyone really expected it to. Um, five million, which is what it's been about, uh, you know, uh, since the holiday, a total of five million sold across the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. Not too shabby, to be honest with you. But when you look at, again, we have to look at the bigger picture of things. Spider-Man, and, I, and I'm and i only saying 20, right? I mean, for all I know, Spider-Man could be 23 million at this point, which it probably is. But let's just say for shits and giggles, it's 20, right? You take Spider-Man 2018, you take Miles Morales, and you got 25 million copies sold of two games, that's something that you can't just not ignore. Does does Microsoft have a Marvel problem, and should they address it? Uh, first off, um, I just want to make sure when I'm speaking, you guys can hear me okay? Yep, just fine. Okay, no echoes, right? No. Okay, so do I think that Microsoft has a Marvel problem? I do. I absolutely do. I think the problem is that they don't have any bangers for a Marvel game. We get like, like the games that we do have from Marvel, uh, Marvel's Avengers. I mean, which was fun for me. It really didn't catch on with the masses. So yes, it, it needs something like PlayStation has a Spider-Man to fulfill that comic fan need. 
we could there's so many different characters that they could go for or make a deal for uh you remember back on the 360 the captain america game that Dude, was, was really fun really yeah. good yes so why not make a deal with a character for like captain america or even the hulk like they had on 360 i mean the, it's uh, not well, they had if you remember they had hulk ultimate destruction on the og xbox that was amazing yeah and they could do it all over again. They just need to get in the right conversation with Disney and Marvel. They need to say, hey, listen, we understand maybe Spider-Man might be off limits because Sony and the movies and, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe and whatnot, whatever you guys do with that. Hey, but there's characters that we could do something for on the Xbox. And even if we don't take, let's say, a superhero from Marvel, right? Let's take a supervillain. Let's get a Venom. Let's get a Carnage. Let's get a uh, Juggernaut. I mean, there's so many opportunities that is just being missed. And it just seems like Microsoft has no interest in pursuing this avenue. And what everyone refers to is, oh, Marvel's Avengers really didn't do well. They didn't make the production cost. But don't talk about Marvel's Avengers. Talk about all the other characters. Comic books are just not the Avengers and just Spider-Man. There is so many in the Marvel library that they could bring out and do something with. I yeah. mean, just, it's unbelievable. How about some more Iron Man? Huh? How about some more Iron Man? Iron Man's another great character they could use. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther's really popular. Why not do a Black Panther game? Just uh, go for it. Go for yeah. it, Xbox. Do it. Yeah, Make it I, happen. I, it will sell. I, yeah. No, there's no doubt about it. If, if they could lock in like a Captain America game and, of course, incorporate the Winter Soldier, incorporate Falcon and a few other, uh, uh, you know, of, of, of his of his, you know, bad guys like Taskmaster and, and many, many others. Uh, it, it it could be something special. I would I would like to see them. And again, I mean, I'm not, again, we're just spitballing here, folks. You know, I mean, obviously, Xbox has a lot going on. I mean, a real lot. I mean, we, we're hearing now, and we're not going to talk about it on this show. But we're going to talk about it on Thursday's Xbox Factor podcast where they're hiring for an unannounced uh, uh, second Halo project, which I believe is going to be ODST2 uh, with Buck. Um, so, I mean, again, just we, 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 you know, we're going to talk about it on Thursday in full detail. But let's bring an Everborn saga here. Everborn... For you, does does Xbox have a Marvel problem? I mean, is is this something that they, they should look into, or is is this or is trend chasing something that could be bad for Microsoft? I don't think Xbox has a Marvel problem. I think Marvel has an Xbox problem. Right. If, I'm, if if I'm being honest here, so but but more more seriously, I think. Um, Spider-Man, looking at Spider-Man is sort of like, you know, making the rule by the exception in that I think there there had to be sort of, the stars had to align in a certain way for us to get what we got with Spider-Man, right? Because in, Insomniac had, had you know, I, I feel like they took what they had, the foundation they built from... Um, what's the name of that game? Sunset Overdrive, that traversal yes. around yeah. the city. And they took that and built on that and, and, and gave us Spider-Man and, you know, Sony was in a tizzy or in negotiations, I should say with uh, Marvel for them to even give them those rights exclusively. And Sony is a movie studio so that they, they probably had scripts just, 
hanging around for Spider-Man and that's why the story was so good. So when you mix all those things together, you get a once in a generation thing like a Spider-Man. That said, I think that um, I don't know how amenable outside of Spider-Man, amenable Marvel would be uh, with some with an exclusive uh, deal like that. Now, maybe they don't care, right? You pay the licensing fee and you get it. And if it's a less popular character, go ahead. You know, we've mentioned X-Men, but there are other avenues there. We could maybe a Hulk game, Green Xbox Hulk Green, but yeah, but but more seriously, for me, what I'd like to see if they were going to do a a um, Marvel game would be the Fantastic Four, the first yeah. family of comics, and and I'd like to see them do it in a way like uh, Gotham Knights is going to be, you know what I mean? The whole the whole team is out there in in an open world, so to speak. And they use their powers together to get across whatever the whatever a current situation is. I think when you're doing a superhero game, I think open world is the way to go. Less so than um, sort of this games as a ser- game as a service thing. I, I think that um, Avengers failed because it didn't know what it wanted to be. What it wanted yeah, to be. Yeah, strong right? point. Yeah. It, 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 it was it a story based game a little bit. And then they complicated it with all sort of ridiculous game mechanics, none of which made sense, only so that it could be considered as a game as a service. Let's add all this unnecessary complexity that will get in the way of us, in, of the player playing a good single player experience. And if they wanted it to be open world or, or sort a game as a service, then they should have made it open world. You you have to you you can't be everything to everyone, and I think that's what uh, Avengers suffered from. So so really, the key here to any game, why I don't think um, um, Xbox specifically has a Marvel problem, just getting the life the the IP or the license to a hero is not enough. We would need to know which one of Microsoft's 23 studios would be making this game? What's the premise and how are they going to attack it? Because if they, if they do it in another way where it's sort of, you know, high production cost, high production value, but ultimately it's nothing after you run through the story, then what was the purpose? Right. And that's, I'm not saying that like make, if I think if Avengers was a one and done game, it would have it, a lot more people would have been for it, right? And I think I think they need those stars to align before they say that we're gonna you know pick up an IP like this. Now the reason I say um, Marvel has an Xbox problem, I'm pretty sure if if um, there's some money to be made on Marvel's part. And and Xbox would put their top talent and resources towards making a game because it was exclusive to the ecosystem. I think Marvel should be going to Sony and not really the other way around. Because if X, sorry, Marvel should be going to Xbox and not the other way around. Because if they made a high quality game, regardless of whether it was a superhero or not, or you just made up your own superhero, it would sell twenty million copies. Yeah. Right? So you know. I, um, but in Fantasyland, <laughs> I want <laughs> I, I want Fantastic Four. 
I mean, that's a good. I, I mean, that's 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 a strong pick. Real quick, uh, got to thank two people. Well, I got to thank Black Eye Dog with the outstanding five dollar super sticker. He's one of the generous friends of the show. Thank you so much for that. Want to just shout out Mike Lowry. Uh, he says this in in the chat. Even outside of Marvel and DC, there's one great. Uh, there's another. There's other great comic and movie uh, IPs out there. Nickelodeon's. A Nickelodeon is fumbling with the TM, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles right now. Why not let Ninja Theory develop an open world Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game? Dan, that would be dope, dude. Okay, uh, but how how about this? What if we just brought back a Thundercats game? Not like the, not like the the new Thundercats cartoon. Yeah, the, the about, OG like, stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the OG. Joe, my, my wife would play that because she's a huge, huge uh, Thundercats fan. Yeah, listen, again, th- this is this is just fun. This is just like we're we're just starting raking the coals to get this uh, barbecue started. But you know what? Let's let's get Tempest Sun. Tempest, you're you're a fan of obviously uh, a lot of things. <laughs> uh, Gundam being one of them for sure, but. <laughs> I mean, does Microsoft have or uh, or Xbox have a Marvel problem? Is, is this is is this an avenue that the um, first party IPs need, or should they just simply work with what they have? So, I don't necessarily think Xbox has a Marvel problem. I think the games industry as a whole has a a Marvel problem, or more just a problem of there's so many studios out there, but when you would really break it down, there's probably not as many big studios that could handle a huge IP like this as you think. Right. And if there is a big studio, a lot of them really do just want to make their own stuff. And we see that time and time again. So one games are so much different than movies, you know, um, they take so much longer so much longer a lot of times they don't take near as much money but they take a long time to make and that's what we're running into right now with uh, microsoft you know up until 2018 microsoft really didn't have first party studios they had like five i think right and that's it so they had nothing now all of a sudden they have 23 which is ridiculous and the biggest rumor i don't even think it's a rumor at this point they're going to have more and most of these teams have uh, or most of these studios have multiple teams, right? So uh, I guess where I'm going with this is just it's going to take proper planning and proper time to do this. The reason why the old school, I'm talking back in the 90s, early 2000s, licensed games you know, of properties sucked. I mean, one thing you could count on, a video game movie would suck and a game based off of a movie would suck. They went hand in hand. They would both suck. And I think the reason why is because they would try to make a game based off of a movie. They would try to follow the story loosely, but they'd follow the story, but they'd turn them out super quick, right? And that's the problem is they would do these games so fast just to get it out there and try to make some money. Well, really, the only one doing it right now is, you know, the Marvel game on um, the Switch. And, you know, you look at that game and I can see why they made it pretty quickly because it's a Switch game. They just... You know, I don't think they take as long to make because there's not as much texturing. There's not as much going into it to make sure it looks fantastic. And uh, the actual Avengers game, which was a failure, and everybody covered why that didn't work. You know, I think that was just way too much studio interference saying, no, it's got to be this, got to be this. But then you do have the successful one, which is uh, um, Spider-Man. And at the right. time, that was a that was a second-party deal. It's now a first-party thing. But when they did it, it was a second-party thing. 
So I think the stars just aligned perfectly and uh, they got that game done. So like, where do we go from here? Uh, Microsoft would literally have to build a studio, like a go do this, go do that studio, right? Just make a studio like they made, the, like they turned Black Tusk into the coalition. A lot of people want them to do different things. I want a Punisher game made by the coalition is what I want. But who knows? The people that signed up to be a part of the coalition know they're working on Gears games, right? 343 was named 343 for a reason. They're going to be making Halo games, right? right? So I just feel like they'd almost have to add an additional team to one of their studios and then tell them, hey, you need to make this Blade game or whatever, right? Uh, or they would you know, have to probably make a separate team, which they could do. The way I see it is it seems like a lot of their studios are going to have multiple teams. Um, so I don't know. You, you could go any – what I want really is like the Punisher game. I want a Punisher game more than anything. Um, but you also then have to think about Microsoft likes diversifying their game portfolio. You know, they like having different kinds of games. Um, if you put a like a Punisher game in there, something of that effect – would that step on the toes of say perfect dark? Cause you know, perfect dark, you know, she's a spy. She's going to have some, you know, funky gameplay gadgets, you know, who knows that might be more in the third person or at least partly third person. You don't know what they're going to do there. They're not going to want to do copycats of each other. You know what I'm saying? But right. I mean, who knows? They, they, the, the biggest, I guess the biggest takeaway of what I'm trying to say is games take a really long time. If you want a decent game, decent game, unless you're freaks of nature and wizards like the coalition that can honestly put together a triple A game in like two years, it seems like, unless you're that, it bare minimum, it seems like it takes three years. Microsoft started forming these studios in 2018. So if the coof didn't happen or, you know, COVID, whatever, you <laughs> technically speaking, we'd be getting a game this year if they started in 2018. So it might be a while and we don't know what they have in the works. Like I know Arcane Studio, which is a ridiculously, ridiculously talented studio, is working on something that nobody knows what it is. They've had something cooking. Uh, Machine Games, I don't know how long they've been working on it, but out of nowhere, Machine Games, who is only known for Wolfenstein, they got Indiana Jones, right? Yeah, go figure. Yeah. Yeah. So Great you point. really don't know what's already in the works. Um, I, I tell you what, if there isn't anything in the works, shows like this, you know, people on Twitter, whatever, but especially like podcasts like this and stuff, asking and asking and asking for it, you know, Phil and the team do listen. So we should keep asking if it's something we really, really want. I don't think Marvel is going to turn down xbox i just don't see that happening these companies love money you're right yes they do <laughs> I mean, and uh everybody else has said it already if you especially if you attach a big name to it it's going to sell especially if it's a good game like my goodness like right now if they were to make a game an iron man game a hulk game to uh, me, how about a, a deadpool Punisher game deadpool i mean the list goes on dude i mean on and on or just a, a just an x-men game that tried to do what the avengers did recently but just better i mean could you imagine flying around this storm or just busting through walls as like colossus or fighting the juggernaut i mean imagine that fight right just you could go on and on there's so many things they could do uh that would just make tons and tons of money but it's just got to take proper planning and time. I think that's the biggest issue. You know, these aren't movies. You can't turn them out in a summer. 
You right. can't no. fast track these things. Right. So, yeah. I mean, listen, again, this was this was a fun way to open up the show. Uh, again, I'm going to keep talking about this. Maybe not, obviously, in the next month or so, but I'm going to keep banging this drum because, obviously, I'm a big fan of Marvel. I'm a big fan of what uh, Insomniac has done with Spider-Man. And I would, of course, love to see, uh, you know, Xbox take a stab at someone like a, a Moon Knight, you know, or, or a Punisher or a Ghost Rider or, or Blade. Or, you, you know, name, name your hero and throw it in there. But I do want to move on to topic number two. And, and this one, this one, I feel like we're going to be here for a while. Um, and, of course, you know, I've been advertising this. You know, I, I do my own advertising. Remember, this, this is a one-man show, folks. I do all the writing. I do all, <laughs> I do all the work. And it's fine because, I, I quite frankly, I, I truly enjoy it. Um, but I definitely want to go right into the the big topic of the of the at least i think of the evening and that of course is the race to 10 million consoles sold now look you know the number of consoles sold for both microsoft and sony are out the numbers are where i think a lot of us expected them to be considering that COVID is a thing uh tempest Sun, we're gonna go right to you immediately on this because you were the one that came to me with this story, and you're like, "I think we got something here, boom!" So we're 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 gonna we're gonna you're gonna lead off today, uh, and right now, the numbers are in. Uh, currently, the PlayStation Five has sh- uh, has shipped and sold four four point five million consoles, whereas the uh, place uh, the the Xbox Series X and S is one million consoles behind at 3.5 million consoles. Now, there is a reason for the disparity of 1 million. It's not simply because uh, people are buying more PlayStations. It's not. It's simply because Xbox uh, waited for the proper uh, uh, RDNA 2 chipset to be made where Sony did not. Uh, the the real question here, and I think, and, and that's where I'm going to go right to e, uh, Tempest Sun because he brought up a good point. Um, shouldn't w- with the lead that Sony had on Xbox, and they had quite a bit of a lead in production, they should have more than one million consoles over the um, of the Xbox, or more, more so Microsoft uh, shipped and sold. So the question that really comes to, to comes to mind is. Is Sony holding back production of the PlayStation 5s? Because we know for a fact, and this is confirmed, folks, Sony has confirmed that they are losing money on every console sold. That's that's a fact, folks. That is that is not a that is not my opinion. That is not a suggestion. That is absolute 100 percent fact. Every PlayStation 5 they sell, they lose money. And I can't, I don't know what the deal is with Xbox. I would imagine that they are making these and they're ma- pot- potentially breaking even, but they're definitely making money on the Series S. Now, you know, Tempest, you, when you came to me with this story, I thought it was very, I thought it was uh, thought provoking and I thought it would be a great topic for tonight. But what, what, do, what are your takes on this? Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, one of the biggest, um, th- and, I, and I say race to 10 million, and I, and I say that. I say that because I pulled a story from my brothers at the Iron Lord podcast. They have they have a website called lordsofgaming.net. Uh, and if you're not going over there, then you're missing out on some quality writing. 
Um, simply because they don't do trend writing. They don't do uh, clickbait writing at that site. If you want like really strong opinions with hashtag facts, you owe it to yourself to head over to lordsofgaming.net. Now, this story that I pulled was uh, written by Eugene uh, Schaffmeyer, and uh, he pulled a quote that I thought was very interesting uh, from Peter Moore. Obviously, he's a former uh, Xbox executive, and uh, he, he, he had sat down with um, analyst Michael Pachter and Game Awards founder and producer uh, Jeff Keighley. And, and this is what he had to say, and, and this is really the, the, the crux of the, of the conversation for tonight. Uh, here, here was his statement. He says, we're going through what we are going through what both companies are going through right now, which is how much can we afford to lose in the first 12 to 18 months? What is our attach rate of software to hardware? What is the revenue we can drive through services? What are we willing to do in year one, two, and three to hit 10 million units sold? Always remember, first uh, company to 10 million wins the generation. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Peter, Peter Moore knows way more than I do. But I, I, I think that that theory has changed. And I think Microsoft has changed that conversation because yeah. they're not interested in only selling you units. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, think, I think it's safe to assume that PlayStation is probably going to hit the 10 million first. But does that mean they win the generation? Well, no, I don't necessarily think, think so. I think with Microsoft's ideology of giving players the ability to play on your box, if you want, either of the two, on your cell phone, your tablet, your TVs in, in, in mid-2021, on your pewter, wherever you want to play, on your refrigerator, potentially on your stove. Hell, you can even probably play in, uh, you know, in your bathroom. <laughs> wherever you're going to play, they're giving you the ability to do so, and they don't care. I mean, of course, they want to sell their consoles. But they want to sell you the services what what are your thoughts on this Tempest Sun? I I just thought it was really 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 interesting. I, I figured uh, if my thought process was if PS Five was at four point five million, I was expecting Xbox to be at like two <laughs> or one point eight or something, and and there's a reason for it. And um, Xbox had to have started making their boxes much later like much later one the sdks weren't ready um the developers didn't have the proper tools because they just weren't ready yet microsoft waited and it's not like what they waited for was just pure software these things had to be on the chip you know they couldn't make a, a chip prehand and, and get it ready so to speak for like the, the future tools and stuff like that um amd just wasn't wasn't ready. And, uh, you know, I don't know if, um, I, I would assume that PlayStation didn't purposefully just choose to leave off these crucial features from the RDNA, real RDNA two, the stuff that the, you know, uh, Xbox series X has, you know, like a direct ML and stuff like that, that I think is going to be a serious game changer later on in the generation. Uh, I think they just wanted to get their stuff out there sooner. So what shocks me is if they had so much more time and they only produced a million more units, 
I think this actually goes to some of those rumors. Remember, we heard like a few months of rumors that uh, Xbox was was spending more money to ensure that their their chips got made. There was a rumor that Xbox was like doubling the amount of chips being made as opposed to Sony. Lo and behold, we were all scratching our head when Sony had more consoles to sell at launch. Remember that? You are yes. like, they had more the whole time. Well, now you found you, you find out why. It's because Xbox waited. So I think those rumors were actually, there was something true to that and that Microsoft was just spending more to make sure they got the chips made. Um, you are right about the first to 10 million. I don't think that means everything this time around. Um, I, I think Microsoft has literally changed the game on that because uh, they are just doing things differently this time. But what I will say is AMD has a, a shortage. They can't keep up with the demand. They simply yep. cannot. They cannot, yeah. And if they have two companies in front of them and one's willing to spend more money, they are not going to give the company not spending as much money. Uh, I, I don't know what the word for it would be, but they're not going to let them jump in front of line. Right, they're going to give whoever's giving them more money. Uh, I, I guess priority. Well, we, we actually heard that Microsoft paid extra money to get more to get the ships done. Yeah, I mean, Phil even made a comment in a recent interview. Like he was on the phone with Lisa Sue. I think that's her name, Lisa Sue. That yes. you know, the head at AMD. Yeah. He was on the phone with her. Like, how do we get more chips made? That was his question. You know, how do we do this? So, um, you know, <laughs> I, I who knows? We, there might be a scenario where even though I, I really truly don't think it means everything this time, Microsoft might be the first because if they're the first to 10 million, it'll probably just be due to the fact that they paid to make sure they have more consoles made. Every console being made right now is getting sold. It's not a question of when it's going to sell. It's just a, con it's just a question of the when it's going to be paid. Any of these consoles hit the mark, hit the, that hit, hit the, hit the stores. They're, they're gone. They're gone. Exactly. Yeah. They're gone. So I, you know, I don't know if I'm not a, a, a you know mathematician magician here. I, I don't know all the the secrets or whatever. Just thinking about it with common sense, if Microsoft started making their concerts after the fact, like well after the fact, and they're only a million behind, I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> plus, I mean, they were the top seller in the UK. Uh, I don't know how big of a market South Africa is. That seems very, very specific, but they, you know, they led console sales there. So I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I'll tell you what, if next month we find out that Xbox won in sales in other regions, then I think that'll be a no brainer. They're just paying to have more consoles built. That's the way I'll take it anyway. So, I mean, it, it's very, very interesting. And um, I honestly thought Microsoft would be way lower on how many how many they sold the 3.5 million out the gate is they're very really strong yeah that 100 uh eagles fan 76 drops a very generous five dollar super chat and says difference is xbox loses money on every console but they have game pass and as long as they xbox trends uh sell um and subs go up uh ps doesn't have that it hurts more. You know, that's a great point. Uh, and I think that when you, when, when you factor in that there are, you know, they reported that they, they surpassed 18 million subs for uh, active subs for Xbox game pass. That's pretty impressive. And, and, and I, and I would like to think that it based on, you know, um, Brad Sams had did a, had did a you know came up with a number that uh, uh, as of May of 2020, 
um, every month afterwards, Microsoft had a million subs per month. So if you, you know, we're already into February. If they get uh, 11 more million on top of the reported 18, they could logistically potentially be close to 30 million subs by the end of this year. That would be freaking insane. Um, and obviously, once these uh, f- first party AAA bangers start rolling in, when you start getting the perfect darks and the Halo Infinites and the and the Hellblade twos uh, in in Game Pass, along with all of the other stuff that's co- that's going to come in there, people are going to be even Sony folks. I, I, I said this before, and I'm going to sound like a broken record, folks. This is going to be the 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 one generation you're going to see a difference from last generation. You're going to have more dual console owners meaning not not switching playstation and switching nintendo i I mean i'm I'm switching xbox i think you're going to have more xbox series s especially if you're a playstation guy or gal if you're there's there's going to come a point where the games are so good that even if you are a die hard i remember talking like you cut yourself and you're bleeding blue like Mm -hmm. an alien you're going to have to be like, yeah, I, I got to get an S because hey. Xbox Game Pass, is just, it's just too much. To, to, it's hey. too good. Yeah, quick point, Boom. Let, remember, because this is what everybody likes to mock Xbox on. They sold 3.5 million of their brand new consoles without any first-party software. There you go. None. None. I mean, the second Halo drops, but we haven't even seen a single Bethesda or ZeniMax Studios game. I mean... I, if the Xenomax or Zenimax games are exclusive, dude, I mean, they're I, I going to be. That, that, I, that's, I, <laughs> yeah, I think that's like a ninety-eight percent chance they are. But I can't even imagine what's going to happen with Game Pass and console sales when Starfield gets announced or Elder Scrolls Six comes out. I just can't even. It's it's ridiculous. I just <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Let's bring Pong Sol into the question. Obviously, our special guest of the evening, Pong Sol. Listen, the race to ten million is uh, is a it's it, it's a great talking piece, but I think that it's a less relevant talking piece in twenty twenty one than ever before. And I brought it up because obviously, you know, again, the old adage is you hit 10 million, you win the generation. Again, I I don't think that's, in fact, going to be the case. Um, And even if Microsoft were to hit it first... I don't think you just you you, you declare them the the the, the victor. I, I think w- there's going to be a lot of things, uh, a lot of factors uh, for what this generation turns out to. I am going to tell you though that I do not think it's going to be a, 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 a mirrored image from last generation. I, I don't see Sony dwarfing Microsoft the way that they did um, for for a lot of reasons. But what what are your thoughts on? The potential, uh, the, the the actual numbers, four point five versus three point five, and um, do you think for a second that Sony is somehow throttling the the production of the PlayStation Five? Because quite frankly, they are losing money, and they just don't have the software attachment to go with the ratios that we talked about. So to answer your first question, boom, um, as far as the numbers that came out, yeah, they were absolutely surprising uh, to me, especially actually on both sides. I won't even say just the Microsoft side because we've been hearing about these shortages uh, for so long. I did not expect them to even have these type of numbers available at this point. Um, 
I think I, I, I read or heard that both consoles are still on the same pace as last gen, um, which is surprising due to the, due to the shortages because last gen, they didn't, neither one of them had that problem. Right. So that kind of shows you that even though they're saying the word shortage in actuality, we just have more people this gen looking for consoles due to everything that's been going on in the world than ever before. And they know for a fact, had each one of them been able to put out, you know, probably somewhere between probably close to 10 million, uh, it'd probably all be gone by now if that if they could have actually produced that amount. So those numbers still indicate to me a healthy, healthy uh, start to this generation, even if the companies themselves are disappointed because they have had this limited stock available for everybody. Um, so it's great to see Microsoft hanging so close. Um, I think these numbers indicate a couple of different things, and I think it's a combination. So we'll kind of get into your second question here as far as if, if Sony is purposely, uh, you know, not manufacturing as many as they could. Um, in general, no, I don't believe Sony is doing that, right? I, I think the deal is here. It's a combination of, and we got to go back to September when Bloomberg put out that uh, report bad, stating the, the, the that bad SOC, uh, yes. SOC chip. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I, and I know Sony came out and denied it. And of course they're going to do that. Right. And I know some people are, are, are in the, in the camp that, that absolutely, of course, that wasn't an issue, but I'm a firm believer where there's, where there's smoke there, there's, there's sparks at least we may not have a fire, but there's gotta be some sparks, especially when you get a credible source like Bloomberg, Bloomberg does not put out clickbait articles. Okay. Bloomberg is not in the council war. They're a business. They are in the business industry of advising people of what's happening. So they went ahead and made this article probably with some very, very concrete evidence, at least, or people trusted sources on their part that, that brought them this information and they ran with it. Right. So right there, that lends credibility to it. Um, and then you've got both companies at the mercy of AMD right now. And AMD has been upfront, uh, and has admitted that they are having issues producing enough chips. So they are both at the mercy of AMD. Now, Microsoft has had these talks with AMD. They are uh, a tight partnership with AMD. They worked on RDNA 2 directly with them to, you know, in, in conjunction with DX12 Ultimate. So that partnership was already formed. And if they did go to them and say, hey, we're willing to pay a little bit extra to make us a priority, I certainly think that that probably did happen. I mean, why wouldn't you if you were AMD? This is one of your yeah. good partners that you've worked together on for years and years with these guys. They help you develop what you're currently pushing for your PC market, you know, and it's actually brought your company back into the limelight again in your in your uh, competition with NVIDIA. So I think it, it was a huge, uh, that part of it is huge to the fact that Microsoft may have started late but have gained on Sony since then. Right. Yeah. So, and if you combine those, you know, those, those couple different factors and now Sony just came out at the beginning of this month, I think on February 3rd and said they're having issues obtaining semiconductors and other components as well from their other partners that they are, are, are help, uh, having help make the PlayStation five. So I think all those factors kind of played into why we see these numbers uh, so close together. Right. Um, so I, I think all of that is just kind of 
gotten to this point where this this mix uh, has has brought us to this point right now. So um, I don't think Sony is purposely. What I will say is, if Sony is purposely uh, not manufacturing the amount of consoles that they normally would, um, it is on the digital editions, right? Those digital editions, they're selling at even a bigger loss uh, than, yeah. than the disc-based version. So, do I believe uh, initially, especially with the with the launch, that they held uh, the the stock numbers down from the digital editions? They didn't produce hardly. Uh, you know, I think I think it was almost like one in. 10 almost, I think, where digital editions, some some uh, people were estimating. Um, I, I definitely think they did that because they are taking a much bigger loss on that. Uh, but overall, uh, the numbers are huge. I think AMD is the biggest issue right now. And I do believe that on Sony's side specifically, there is a higher fail rate. And, you know, I think that combination means that Xbox has a real opportunity coming into holiday 2021 now we're going to go underneath the assumption that all these manufacturing problems are going to be wrapped up sometime late summer, right? And the, and by holiday 2021, the stores, uh, the online stores, the brick and mortar stores, everybody's going to have enough consoles from both parties uh, supplied so that people can just walk in or can just go online and order those. I think at that point with Microsoft having, you know, we're not talking about this, but you know, Halo coming out and maybe another possibly big game. I believe it's Starfield coming out. Um, I think they could make a real push and actually overtake uh, Sony at that point. Um, and I and I believe that, like you said, this this is not going to be a mirror of what happened last generation. Microsoft does have a lot of momentum going that they had lost immediately back in 2013. Um, they've got a lot more momentum going right now, and I think they're going to uh, carry that forward through this generation with game pass and all these studios, they got pumping out content and, and thinking of the 10 million mark. It is an old way of thinking at this point. Um, you know, does it have, does it still have relevance? Yeah, I believe it still has relevance, but I don't believe it's as important as it used to be. Um, I, I think the, the analytics part of this has changed completely on uh, in, in large part due to Microsoft changing the entire game. And I think engagement, that, that, that key word we keep hearing from a lot of different industries, engagement is the new marker um, that, that this generation is going to be judged by at the end of the day. Uh, because Microsoft, that's what they're going for with Game Pass. That's what Netflix has done with their model. And, and Microsoft is definitely, uh, you know, uh, gearing Game Pass towards that same type model. Um, and so that engagement number is going to be the big thing. How long people are staying in your ecosystem? How long are they playing uh, the games that are in your ecosystem? Those are the numbers that are going to matter at the end of the day because those do translate into dollars uh, with extra spending, with DLC, uh, with all that stuff that comes with it. Um, that's where the real winner is going to be determined. Yeah, no, I mean, I, fantastic points. You completely knocked it out of the park, as always. Uh, before we get to Mag, uh, CYV Studios with the outstanding $2 Super Chat says, Hello, panel. Xbox is on fire. Not, not stopping anytime soon. Yeah, I agree. I think that they are doing some really big work over there. Mag, let's, let's get you in on the conversation. Look, th there's a lot to break down here. Uh, when you look at the confirmed numbers, um, a lot of people, including myself, did not expect 
Microsoft to be as close to Sony as they are for a lot of reasons. Uh, we know that they got into the game very, very late, uh, waiting for the proper RDNA 2 chipset. And uh, that production, uh, I thought, would have cost them sales. Turns out that they are spending the extra money to uh, to get these uh, consoles made. And, and again, it's not just Microsoft that are selling off the shelves. Every time Sony gets in, uh, you know, uh, you know, into the targets and Walmart, they're selling out too. But the difference right now is only a million. That's actually surprising. And it's, and again, it's, it, it potentially raises a, a, a bigger question for, for Sony is, did that Bloomberg report actually, you know, let us know that they're, they're failing one out of two PS5s. Are the SOCs failing that high? I mean, that's that's crazy if they are, but it makes you wonder that along with, of course, my initial uh, opinion about are they throttling back on on, on the uh, the production because they are losing money. Again, that that's confirmed. What, what are your thoughts on this, dude? Uh, you know what? First of all, I got to say, I'm glad I'm not one of the one of twos that's failing uh, so far. So no, I mean, mine, but- my, my, mine only shut down once, thank God. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. However, um, I, man, this is a tough question, Boom, you know, because I don't trust Sony. I'm famous for not trusting them. Yeah, you always and do say that. <laughs> I, 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 you know, uh, you know, love PlayStation, hate Sony, right? And I, they have always had this smoke and mirrors kind of situation from the PS3 and on, from my personal opinion. PS1 and PS2, maybe, I, you know, a little bit of rose-colored glasses looking back. However, from PS3 and on, there was a whole lot of smoke and mirrors coming from these guys. Uh, I think Pong Soul actually said it best when he's thinking that maybe it was the digital consoles that they were maybe uh, throttling back a little bit because they are losing more on those. And I don't, first of all, I don't get why, because you actually have less components in there than you would the disk drive, right? So I, I, I don't get it. But either way, doesn't matter. I would believe it 100%. Like if someone came up to me and told me that, say, yeah, they're, they're doing this. I wouldn't even look it up. I would just believe them. And that's something that a company that is something a company should never be proud of is the fact that I don't believe you when you say you're not doing something. That's always a bad look. Now, uh, to move on from that, um, the the race to 10 million. Uh, you know, what can I say that you know the, the other the other panel members haven't said already? But however, you know, Microsoft did change the game. And I think that what they're doing is that in terms of the engagement, they're going to be a generation ahead. So what I'm what I feel by uh, what I'm saying by that is that I think that PlayStation is going to go the traditional route for the next three or four years. I would guess, like maybe let's say towards like the three quarter mark of this generation, and then they're going to start turning and gearing it towards engagement and a subscription service, as opposed to you know the very traditional buy your console, buy your games, whether physical or digital, and move on from there. And from their point of view, the race to 10 million is incredibly important because they don't have the digital engagement like Microsoft does with Game Pass. And that's where Microsoft went, you know, off-road a couple of years ago when they when it was a 2017 when they announced Game Pass and they took it in that direction. So now when you give me a number boom when you're saying, okay, well, the Xbox consoles are one million behind. By the way, I'm actually surprised that it's actually that low. My I would have guessed that Microsoft would have been selling more. However, because they did pay for um uh, not exclusivity, but uh, they did pay for priority. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, it's a strong point. Yeah. Okay, so what happened ended up happening is yes, okay, they fell behind because they had to wait for the tech. 
Okay. I'm not going to get into the tech talk, guys. I'm not dealer. Okay. So I'm going to stay <laughs> off of that. But what I will say <laughs> is that, you know, they paid for priority because they had to wait. Now, from what we've heard is that there were rumors that the PS5 was actually already completed and ready to go in 2019. Okay, a year before it even hit the market, they had already finished the product. Now, I'm not saying they had produced the product in the factories and stuff. I'm just saying that they actually had their dev kits ready in 2019, whereas Microsoft did not. So anyways, like I said, Microsoft paid for priority. Now, moving on from there, let's say you give me that number. Microsoft is about a million consoles behind. Okay, but what does that mean when you've got 18 million games uh, pass subscribers? It means nothing anymore because part of that 18 million okay has taken away from console sales because of x cloud and game pass because now you could play x cloud on like us you know as we all know on your phone on your tablet on well very soon on your smart tv okay all yep. these other options there's a lot of people who will not play for example i actually just uh i, I set it up uh, i gave my son my, uh, my my wife's old cell phone she got a new one and so he we gave it to him just for just for wi-fi or whatever right he's only eight years old and I set up the, the what's it called? The console streaming or whatever and all that kind of stuff and Game Pass, whatever. He's playing on his phone. He barely goes down to the console unless, you know, unless he's playing like with his sister or something. Okay, so what he's playing on his phone and he's totally fine with it. So the thing is, is that that generation of people and that's the generation that we're looking at. We're not looking at old farts like us. Okay, <laughs> we, we make up a portion of it. Microsoft doesn't care about us anymore. Okay, they're looking at 20, 30 years down the line. They're looking at those kids now because those kids are the ones who are going to be taking mommy and daddy's money in order to move forward. So what I'm trying to say is that even if they end up behind, they're going to be so far ahead in every other avenue. And that's the key to all of this. And that's why you don't see Microsoft sweating the situation. They're like, oh, my God, we're four, you know, three, four million consoles behind. Maybe last generation, sure. But this generation, not a chance. They don't care about that. They're going to be looking at those numbers. Okay, it's just like Disney in the movie theaters now. Do you think Disney cares that Mulan did not get released in the theater because of COVID? Or maybe it did a, a minor release? Of COVID? No, they don't care about that. You know why? Because they have 85 million people on Disney Plus, okay, who are engaged in to watch that movie. That's what they care about. So when I look at these numbers, these numbers mean nothing to me anymore. It means nothing, and I think, and we all know that Microsoft stopped counting and and uh, you know releasing console sales and all that stuff. They didn't do that because they were embarrassed, okay, that they were behind, and that's that the PS4 was absolutely crushing them last generation. They didn't do it for that reason. They were doing that to get the public trained into the mindset that this is the this is the metric moving forward. So. I look at the, you know those comments about the race to 10 million. Sure, if you caught me five years ago, I would have said it's very important. In 2021, not a chance it's important at all. Yeah, and that's a great point. And, and I think that when you start talking about metrics, when you talk, start talking about different ideologies, uh, Microsoft is changing the game. They change it in a way that I think even surprised Sony. I think that they're... Their race to get games onto everything, giving us the ultimate as 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 fans, or let me just say it like this: as consumers, Microsoft allows you as a said consumer to play your games any way you want to play. That that is freedom, unlike anything we've ever seen as gamers, and they are appealing to the masses. You know, the, the old farts like us. 
We play on traditional consoles. Your kids play on tablets and phones because that's what they grew up playing on. That is their console. So with the ability to play your Xbox games on your consoles, it does it does change the metric. And I think that even though uh, you know the the race to ten million is the subject topic of of of, of the second you know the second topic of tonight. I think it's it's safe to say that it just doesn't hold as much weight as it did in the past. But let, let's let's bring Everborn Saga into the conversation. You know, you've heard everyone's opinions, but I'm always interested to hear yours because you always go down a deep dark rabbit hole. Which of course I'm hoping you go down tonight with this. The race to ten million is uh, is more. I think personally a bragging thing than it is uh, than it is actually uh, you know that it's going to hold any water to who wins the console war in this generation. What what are your thoughts on the numbers produced? You know the one million difference between both consoles and and in your opinion, how important is ten million? Um, I think ten million is very important. It is extremely important. To Sony, right? I think that um, everyone we're at the stage in in the industry where everyone is playing their own game, right? For Microsoft, that number is their their the rate the number that they're racing to is the sustainability number. Meaning, when when does Game Pass with all the money they have to pay EA, maybe all the money they'll have to pay Ubisoft if they work something out with Uplay, and um, fully funding and expanding all of their teams, not to mention you know certain new acquisitions that that we all are privy to those rumors. That's their number. So whether that number is thirty million, whether it's twenty five million or fifty million, that that's that's their victory number. For Sony, they're going to sell consoles. And the way that Sony makes games, I don't know that we will get a game, a similar day and date game pass model anytime soon. And you may say that, oh, they'll do it once Xbox do it. That's what I thought. But then again, you know what else Sony has? They have a really big movie studio with a lot of movies and a lot of history. And they are the only big studio that doesn't have a streaming service for for all of their movies. Why do we think that is? Hmm, interesting point, right? So I, I I don't know if you'll ever really get a a, a Game Pass like serv- nah, service from, I, I, from I Sony. I don't think you will. I, I agree and, with and, you there. And, and and so their game is they need to sell a hundred million consoles again. And if they don't, maybe they're in trouble. Maybe not. But that, that's their goal. That's not Microsoft's goal. Because what does a console sale do for you? You know, it's already been said, but when you, ha- when you can get um, uh, Game Pass or just xCloud, I should say, on your TV, and soon you'll have access to xCloud with games that you just purchased, right? Yep. Yeah. So so at that point, what what is a council? The, the number is going to be subscriptions. You see at everybody's quarterly earnings reports now, I know this is not a movie show, but, you know, uh, Disney Plus, 86 million. They're going to announce they're probably going to be above 100 million after this WandaVision stuff that's going down um, in, their, in their quarterly earnings. We see that Netflix passed 200 million. 
Yeah. You see that HBO Max is somewhere in the bushes, right? But the <laughs> the, the point is, the point is like, and and you know, if we want to bring it back to video games, like um, Stadia is like the Quibi of all these things. So, <laughs> so I, I I really think we have to get away from this race now, as it as it relates to the numbers itself, the the 3.5 and 4.5. I just want to clarify, Microsoft uh, has not confirmed that number to be true or false. And the numbers are higher for both companies now because that was end of 2020. Correct. And that we're was into February 31st. Yes. So they could be, I, you know, I mean, we don't know what the constraints are with, with uh, manufacturing, but you know, they could be at four and five million right now. But the thing is to know, I think that there is enough demand for both consoles right now from the hardcore for either of them to get to 10. It's just a matter of who can manufacture them first. Yeah. Right. So, so I, that, that number, I think, I think both companies have, have done a really good job on the demand front. Obviously they've been helped out by the, the, global plague that's happening and uh the fact that we're all on house arrest but I, I i don't think that number is really relevant at all and i i, I think at the when this when this generation is all said and done i think what we're gonna have to look at is like you said the monthly after users and guess what a lot of people said you know um xbox got their ass handed to them last gen. They did. But something to keep in mind, when 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 you change that conversation and the metrics becomes how many monthly active users do you have on your service? You I know that you remember the quarterly results from both Sony and Microsoft. Sony said that they had 114 monthly active users, right? 114 million monthly active users. Microsoft said that they have above 100 monthly active Xbox Live users. What does that tell you about how close and um, the two companies are? And when you when you change the metrics and you change the conversation, where the two companies are in terms of competition. And I think that is the indicator of why you see that it's so neck and neck. If Microsoft had 4.5 million consoles available, they still would be sold out. Now, what that number is to where either of those companies would would begin, you'd begin to see them on the shelves, I don't know. But I know 10 million, I think they both have enough in the tank for that. So we have we have to we have to raise our 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 number to to get an idea uh, of of what what uh company is more sought after and and um and and wanted right now yeah no i mean that that's a great point real quick uh mr bad bit you know that guy he's on the xbox factor podcast and breakfast with boom also the subtle voice of the trophy room he says in the chat the fact that there is a scarcity on the xbox at the moment is something that should be spotlighted as a huge success to phil's phil spencer's team slash direction that's a great point, Joe. Great, great, great point. And 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 Joe, uh, I miss you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Got to get on a show with you again. But listen, the other thing is, and I know someone pointed this out already. 
they did this right with the medium and the falconeer yeah right? yeah no again I, I, <laughs> and a gears dlc just imagine when you start seeing starfield right yes, and you yeah. and you start seeing halo infinite and you start seeing the other secret things that they have planned to come out that they have not announced yet right that is and and then when we get to 2022 and onwards like i think they have a genuine shot if they're still unannounced um like bangers that are coming they have a chance of, at hitting 30 million and it, they're going to hit 25 mil subs by the end of the year in their sleep yeah if, if they, they, they if, would have to slow down by 50 percent yeah if they were gonna hit 25 million right so um, and and they are where they are again with no game so if you mean to tell me when Halo is out and whatever else they have planned for this year comes out that it's not going to increase from one million subs a month, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, and, not, and, I, that, and, that's and a strong point. You can have 10 million, and I think you'll see like numbers like 8 and 10 million by the end of the year. But yeah. I do want to prepare some people for something because I have, I have a Series S and two Series Xs and two... PS5s in my house, right? I like we all need to be mindful that it is you are not going to be able to find maybe any of these consoles until next year. Why? They said they actually said that. Because what's going to happen is by the time they get back in stock, like really, you know what's going to where we're going to be at? Holiday season again. Yep. Black yeah, Friday said- again. Scalpers yeah. again. And so and and then and then Halo will be out and God of War will be out. Good luck. Yeah, is what actually, uh, real, real quick, uh, Jean-Marc Lewis in the chat actually said exactly that. Microsoft did those numbers without Halo Infinite. I mean, again, it's, it's a strong point. Again, once you start seeing those bangers jump in there, uh, all from the first party, finally, you know, we'll see the fruits of their labor uh, this year, next year, and in 2023, we're going to see an onslaught of games uh, from the first party. But we also know that they're are in the process of adding more additional studios as well as uh, second-party and third-party exclusive deals. Uh, closing out the topic. Wait, uh, boom. I'm sorry. Just one more thing. Yeah, yeah, I see yeah. that we have 126 likes, but there are th- over 300 people watching us now. Can we please do something about that? I'd like I, to see I, it be at least 200 in the next couple of minutes. Come I on, I would love people. that. I, I believe that, in you. I believe I, in I def- everybody watching this thing. I definitely appreciate that. You know, I, I get scolded a lot uh, uh, that I don't ask for it. Look, here's the thing, folks. Uh, I have no know, shame. No, no, no. And you know something <laughs> good on you for that because I don't really have any shame either. The thing is this, folks. Um, I don't expect Super Chats. And I, all right? Because that's money out of people's pockets. If, if I get them, I'm humbly grateful. No doubt about it. Uh, I, I always say that. And, and, and that, that is the truth. Um, I don't ask to be patted on the ass for the for the work that I do. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm producing four live shows, which is almost eight hours of content per week. Uh, the production value behind it is at least double that. And now I'm doing videos. Last week I did two. The week before I did two. This week I opened up with one. I got another one in, in, in the oven baking. Now I'm not asking for the pat on the ass. But what I do ask is this: If you are enjoying the content, it does not hurt you at all. 
to hit the, the thumbs up button. It, it really doesn't. It, it, to, and, and, and to make you sweat a little bit, I say share it on social media. Drop this into Twitter. Let people know that we're live. Let's, get, let, let's, let's try and get up to 500 every show. 500 live viewers every show and 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 if you are a fan and, or, or someone that just uh you know tunes in and you're not subbed well subbing doesn't cost you anything either subscribe to the channel let's try and get uh double barrel gaming over 10 uh, 10k by the end of the year we're close we're at 7400 folks we're only 2600 subs away so if you if you want to if, if you're enjoying the content you know throw me a bone hit the sub the sub button and the thumbs up button but clowns let's get your opinion on this the race to 10,000 is something everyone everyone had amazing opinions on. For you, what does that relevance mean to Microsoft more than Sony at this point? Wow. You know, I mean, I don't know what's left to be said. This panel has really killed this topic. The only thing that I say is this, right? I know that we hear this race to 10 million consoles and the race to sell the most consoles the quickest. And usually that's what sells the most software attachment rate, at least physically, right? So for me, though, I think that this kind of measurement is just getting a little bit old. And I think some of these guys are thinking the old school method. You know, it, this used to matter a lot more before there were services. And I think right now, with services being the way that they are, and we see Game Pass succeeding, uh, we see Game Pass Ultimate succeeding, and we see other streaming services trying to succeed, I think that we need to start looking at that as well, uh, rather than just you know the uh, amount of consoles sold, the attachment rate of services with that. Because, I mean, you could sell less hardware and make a lot more in services because you're not taking a loss on the services. Yes, if great you, point, if, dude. Great point. So I just want to add that in there because I think everybody else had excellent points already, and I don't think I can top, you know, Pong and Everborn and every, what everybody else said. I mean, it was just phenomenal. Well, I mean, listen, you you brought up a great point. Obviously, you don't lose money on subs. That's that's a that's a fantastic point. No one brought that up, and I think that's super important because the only way and see that again that that is the real kicker here, isn't it? Eighteen million subscri eighteen million subscribers, and again, I gotta bring I gotta bring this up because obviously clowns he made his point, but I want to add to it. I want to add to it. Okay, and I've talked about this before. PlayStation Now which I believe is going to be incorporated into PlayStation Plus. Uh, that's coming soon. That's going to be your $60 a year, and that's going to be the evolution of the, of, of the system. It's not going to be two separate things. It's going to be one entity. I think that's what Jim Ryan was talking about. Remember, you, you heard it here, okay? You heard it here first. Um, but here's, here's an interesting point, and, and this is why I'm still shocked that Sony does not find the Game Pass model uh, sustainable, and here's why. In 2014, they announced they they released PlayStation Now, right? It's in the beta, but it was it was released for people to 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 use the service. 20 2014. Now we are currently in 2021. I'm not a mathematician by any stretch of the truth, folks. Right? That's seven years. Seven years. Uh, they have they have uh, gotten. I want to say now again. I I I don't want to lowball them, so I'm going to highball them here. OK, 
Okay. The last number I was able to find was 2.3 million subscribers. So I'm going to go crazy and say that PlayStation now has now 3 million. Let's just say for shits and giggles, right? 3 million in seven years. What 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 the, what percentage uh, of ratio attachment uh, does that go for you? That's garbage numbers. Microsoft, on the other hand, launched in the summer, June specifically of 2017. So in uh, under four years, they have 18 million subscribers. Now that is a story in on itself, and I think that that is going to prove a big hurdle for Sony to jump over if they don't make any diff- if they don't make changes and they certainly don't make moves uh the console the race to 10 million uh for all we know could in fact be microsoft because they have a $300 box which by the way will be down to 250 this holiday uh and and you cannot tell me that that's not going to be the best deal in gaming next gen power for 250 bucks on ps by the way you get 200 200 plus games that that include microsoft's first party games you have ea play in there and the potential of ubisoft plus going into that service as well well you know again we may have a reigning champion at the end of 2021 if everything i just said comes to fruition but i do want to move on to the last topic of the night. Now, this is a good one, folks. And I don't know what your personal takes are on horror games. For me, it's something I love. I I love horror games. I I, I have not beaten the medium. I know people have been asking. And the reason why, I'm at the end. I am literally probably half an hour from beating the game. But when you produce four live shows, there's a lot of writing. And, of course, I'm trying to record video and it's 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 a lot of work for one man, but I'm doing it because I love it and I love you guys. So that's why I'm going to keep doing it. So hopefully by week's end, I'll have beaten the medium. Uh, but I want to talk about Silent Hill for a hot second. And Silent Hill is, look, here's the thing. There are certain franchises that when you mention the name, it it sparks something in you that thinks of said console. When I think of Metal Gear... I think of Sony. When I think of Silent Hill, I think of Sony because, well, <laughs> that that's where I've not. I, granted, I played Silent Hill on you know on the Xbox as well, but it started out on the PlayStation. Um, but we have some good information here that's pretty interesting that I want to get to. Uh, the Silent Hill composer Akira y- Yamaoka uh, hints at a summer reveal. And this is what he said. And what's interesting, folks, is apparently Konami made the company that interviewed him pull this interview after he said this. He says, uh, the one that you've been hoping for is coming. Now, now I'll get to his exact quote. Now, over the past months and years, we have heard persistent rumors that Konami's long-neglected Silent Hill franchise was being revived. 
like a uh, likely a Sony developed PlayStation 5 exclusive. Unfortunately, those rumors have remained just that rumors. Neither Konami or Sony officially confirming anything. Now, of course, fans like myself who enjoy horror titles, more specifically, uh, I like Silent Hill. I mean, I love Resident Evil, but I, I, I would say if I had to pick one, it's RE every time. But of course, I would love to play a new Silent Hill. Um, but here, uh, Akira Yamoka, uh, who, who is, has composed the music for every Silent Hill game, even the later Western developed ones, may have let slip the Silent Hill reboot that we have been waiting for. And it was revealed in an interview with an Arabic gaming site called Al Hub. And here is what the fabled the sound designer had to say. You'll probably hear something this summer to be announced, and I think it's the one you're all hoping to hear about. Now, there are several big questions on exactly what he's talking about, but, I mean, listen, the, the question, obviously, is it a Silent One reboot? That is the big question. Or, or is it Silent Hill's? that they were talking about that was supposed to release, uh, that we got a demo for PT. Now, I don't know. Uh, the question that I have for the chat is, which one of those do you want? Uh, and I'll start with the, I'll start with our panel, and of course, that, that goes out to the 307 people here. What Silent Hill are you looking for? Are you looking for a remake of the or, or in, in the form and fashion of Resident Evil 2? meaning it's going to have big graphics and incredible gameplay, and it's going to be the Silent Hill you remember playing, but if you want to play the PlayStation 1 version of Silent Hill, you would probably throw up. So I'm hoping uh, for the latter, and we get either a PT-esque one in first person or a remake of the original. And I'm going to go to... Um, everyone, I'll go to you first on here. Where, where does Silent Hill... Well, you know, fall for you as a title? Is it is it one of your favorite franchises? And more importantly, which of the two do you want? Do you want a remake of the original? Or do you want to see the revelation of PT come to fruition? Let me let, let me put some cold water on this real quick. What if they do like a Sam Fisher type thing and this is just a mobile game? Oh, I would die. <laughs> I would just die, dude. Like, I really would. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have zero faith in anything Silent Hill. And I, I love the game. But more importantly, the first Silent Hill movie was one of the best video game movies ever made. It wasn't bad. I'll say that. But here's the thing. It's not like it was going up against Citizen Kane or Goodfellas, <laughs> right? So I'm just saying it was the smartest uh, monkey in a room full of monkeys, right? Anyway, um, I, I, I would like to take it back to, you, you know, I'd like to take it back to the roots of, of, of Silent Hill, just like super scary, but I... Can Silent Hill come back, right, in the way that Resident Evil has basically reinvented that's a great, itself? That's a great question. And and I don't know, right? And and it's listen, Kon, uh, Konami is not Capcom, right? Capcom has all of these studios that are dedicated to gaming right now, like always, always have been. 
Konami, not so much. They're, 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 it seems like they're more concerned with licensing out anime properties, right? Like, can, can Konami give us the Silent Hill that we deserve? I don't know. If they let Sony do it, see, see, that's the thing. If 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 Sony's one of their Japanese, let's say, for instance, Sony Japan Studios if gets they a gave hold it, of yes, it. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, if they Konami's, gave it to Sony. Konami is not going to have anything to do with this other than owning the IP. I, I think that if this is going to be done, and I believe it is being worked on, uh, that it is going to be done by Japan Studios and Sony is is funding and developing the game. They simply licensed the IP from Konami, who we've heard rumors were, were getting out of the gaming business, potentially selling all of their IPs. Oh, right. I mean, if that was the case, yes. I mean, do we think that um, they would sell those IPs, or do we think that, like, meaning, are they just going to give... Um, Sony the rights to Silent Hill in perpetuity. That's a, I mean, I'm sure that they paid for it. You know what well, I'm I saying? I don't mean like give. <laughs> it's not show friends, folks. It's show business. They're gonna. They're <laughs> yeah, I like gonna... that. I like that. I like that. that's a good one. I don't know. It's 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 interesting because again, it's one of those brands that when you say it out loud, people equate it to Sony. Same thing with Metal Gear. Like like, like the Metal Gear reboot that we've been hearing about. That I am praying. My God, I hope is true. If Blue Point is doing the Metal Gear a solid reboot, like I like I and I've heard this, man. I've heard this from really good strong uh um uh, uh people that I've talked to. Uh I'd be very happy, but well, of course. What, but see with Metal Gear, and I know you we're gonna move on. With Metal Gear is not Metal Gear unless it's weird. And I don't know that Blue Point could give us a weird Metal Gear. Like that, that, that I mean, well, again, we would have to see, but more, more specifically, I got to be honest with you with, with, with the importance of, for Sony having these IPs that are only found on the PlayStation to, of course, sell consoles because that's ultimately what they want to do. They want to sell, they want you to buy their consoles. That, that is the reality of it. That's always going to be the reality of it. They want to sell you consoles, not services like Microsoft. They need big time bangers like Silent Hill, like uh, Metal Gear Solid. I think that the I, I, I think that the Silent Hill that's currently being worked on, and I believe that this is a true story. There's not even a, a suggestion or or, or, or a hope is going to be is going to be a big way. Again, the, the real question is. What do you want from a Silent Hill? Do you want a first-person PT-esque Silent Hill? No. Nope. Or do you want an old-school third-person Silent Hill? No. I want like a Resident Evil 2 or Resident yep. Evil 3 remake kind of Me thing. Too. I don't I don't want a medium-style game, and I don't want a first-person, although I, I think to Capcom's credit, they've doing, been doing that very well. And one last thing about Capcom, uh, Konami's IP, I honestly wouldn't be mad if Sony got Konami's IPs and and Microsoft was able to scoop up uh, Capcom. I, I, I would agree actually right be there a with happy you. gamer yeah. if that happened. I think we would all be the better for it, just because of the kind of IPs that uh, Konami has. I think that they would be a better home with Sony because if 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 um, 
Microsoft got those IPs, what studios are going to work on on those games? And I, I don't know. I just feel like Sony could probably uh, handle that better. But but uh, anyway, anyway, I, I don't want to get a side tracked with acquisitions again. <laughs> we, I can talk acquisitions Capcom for there. Microsoft, I... Konami for Sony, and I'm a happy gamer. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Let's bring in Pong Soul into the conversation. Pong, I, again, I, I don't know where what, what your, where your love is for Silent Hill. The big, big question, because it's not about if at this point. It's just when. I think it's coming out this year. That's my opinion. What Silent Hill do you want? Do you want a remake of the original? Or do you want to see them go with Silent Hills in the first person uh, aspect where it was more terror than it was survival horror? Well, as as I, I told you when we did the medium review one on one there, boom, uh, as I as I've gotten older, I've gotten more cowardly. Right. So um, <laughs> I, I, I'm a little like Zemi. I'm not quite Zemi level here. But the point being is, is that for me uh, personally, I would definitely take a remake because back in the day and from a third person perspective, I can definitely play these types of games, right? Silent Hill was a big part uh, of, of my gaming experience back in the day. I, I love the first three, um, definitely played through them and, and really enjoyed them. Um, now, from a business standpoint, you know Sony has been eyeing Capcom and what they've done with Resident Evil. Um, and they see the resurgence, obviously, and they know that they have the potential if the, if they have gotten the rights to the IP, uh, whether through a car, acquiring it outright or just licensing it, uh, to have a Resident Evil uh, type experience on their console, uh, exclusive, um, and and try to capture some of what Capcom's captured with uh, Resident Evil, right? Um, so I think personally, they they. From a business standpoint, I definitely believe they're probably making a brand new game. They're probably going to put it in the style of the current Resident Evil's first person. Everybody uh, seems to love it, um, and I think they would be smart to do that. I also think that they would be smart to be looking at a remake uh, of the older series, just like Capcom's done with Resident Evil. Um, and, and to you know, obviously, there's a huge fan following uh, ready to scoop up anything Silent Hill. Silent Hill. This is my biggest question about it too. Silent Hill has has maintained its popularity through nostalgia uh, right. mainly, yeah. uh, versus Resident Evil. That even though they haven't, they had a lull where they weren't making the best Resident Evil games. It was still in people's faces and in their homes and in their consoles uh, on a regular basis. Right? Silent Hill hasn't had that sustainability. In, in so years. you're talking, yeah, you, I agree. Right. Right. Yeah. So you're talking about going back and trying to recapture that. That's why I think personally a remake done well by like, let's say a blue point. I, I know where it is. They might be doing a metal gear, but if they were to work on a silent Hill and be able to transform it uh, the same way that Capcom did with the old resident evils, that would spark that hype and get players who may not have experienced the silent Hills uh, you know, back in the day uh, a, the best version of, 
uh, that they could get, uh, much like we're going to get with Mass Effect here, and introduce a whole new group of people who have been hearing from the older gamers uh, about how fantastic Silent Hill is, but may never have gone, gotten into it just because sometimes with the older games, it's hard for younger generations to go back and play them because they are behind the times, right? right. So I, I think it would be fantastic for them to go back, do a remake, but reality uh they they definitely i think again i'm a big believer where there's smoke there's at least sparks if not a fire and obviously at this point uh with yamaoka uh coming out and saying what he said i definitely believe we now have a fire and, and i definitely think we can expect a new silent hill game in this in the in the mode of of the current resident evils uh to come out and, and i definitely think it's going to be a, a a big money maker um, you know, and, and that'd be great. You know, what'd be really interesting. And this is just, you know, just throwing it out there. What if they just licensed the IP, they went to all this trouble, they make the game, Microsoft swoops in, buys Konami and now owns the IP. That would be something. Yeah, <laughs> that, that would be some kind of cluster. Let me yeah. tell you, but, yeah. uh, but, but yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely think that there's something here and I, you know, again, will I try it? Yeah, I'll probably try it. Will I probably fail and quit? Yeah, I probably will. Um, but, uh, you know, I think I think the IP still does have, even with my questions about whether or not it has the same type of, um, uh, the same type of, of, of uh, mind uh, share that Resident Evil does. Um, I don't believe, uh, I believe it has enough there to actually get a new one out there and be successful for Sony. Yeah, I, I I think that it's an OG that definitely will appeal to the new school cats. Again, horror is 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 a genre that's a little bit niche. Not everyone is really down with it, but I think that Silent Hill, like Resident Evil, brings a, it does have its action in these games as well as, of course, its psychological terror. Uh, let me just catch I up with just- a few. One one thing just to add to that, it's yeah. just that Resident Evil is what it is today because for the same reason Mario and Zelda are what they are today is that uh, Capcom continuously reinvents that game. No, that's, and that's a great that point. that is what yeah. is necessary for Silent Hill at that point. At this point, it needs to be reinvented. Whatever Silent Hill you know, just hope that you get the same scares and the same feelings, but it's not, it can't play how you remember. It has to be something completely new. No, I, I, no, I, I absolutely, I, th- I think there's, that, that, that there's something to be said about that point. Uh, Je- uh, Je- uh, Jean-Marc uh, Lewis drops an outstanding $2 super chat and says, God of War will be delayed to 2022. Xbox will clean up. Yeah, I, I think that's being delayed. We also have Jerry Acosta drops an outstanding Five dollars super chat says, "I got you, boom!" Like super chat. Oh, thanks, dude. Super appreciate that. Also, I just finished the medium this morning. Amazing story and emotional ending left me wanting more. Yes, dude, I am right there. First of all, thank you for the the like and thank you for the generosity, Mister Acosta. And I am going to make it my business to finish the medium this week. I cannot wait because I know that I'm on the cusp of beating it. Uh, you know, let, let's let's bring Tempest Sun into the conversation. Tempest, what where where do you sit? on silent hill uh is it a is it a fan favorite of yours 
And more importantly, do you want to see them bring it back in a first-person way, like we saw with PT, or do you want to see a remake, a la Resident Evil Two and Three? Uh, might'll be short and sweet because I got to be honest with you. This is, uh, I think every gamer has this that one series that they haven't touched. You'd think. I would love this series because of how much I love Resident Evil, but I've never played a single Silent Hill game. Okay. So, uh, that. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I always want more games. It's one of those series that a lot of people think of it fondly. So, you know, why not? Uh, I don't know. I, if I'm If I'm not mistaken, Silent Hill barely had any combat, right? Like, you weren't looking for guns and stuff, correct? I mean, it did have some weaponry in there, but it, it wasn't okay. Resident Evil. It wasn't Resident Evil. Okay. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I do like the the horror genre, though. Um, you know, I, I can't speak on any kind of enemies in there or whatnot, but uh, you, well, know the, what, the you know what I want? The faceless nurses are always a, a popular one. The, the uh, pyramid head. Pyramid He's head, kind okay. of like the nemesis, if you will. Okay. You know what I want, honestly, um, which I, I'm never going to get again? I want another Alien Isolation. Uh, so if I can't have that, give me something like that. Something where the AI is actually smart, you know, uh, something that feels real. Um, I don't know if they can accomplish that with this series, but, it, uh, you know, I, I want something of that nature, kind of like how Mr. X was uh, a little bit, um, uh, in Resident Evil 2. But I mean, like, uh, you know, in Alien Isolation, the AI always kind of knew where you were, but there was a second AI that would lie to itself, and so it was always kind of in your area, you know, but then it, it would it would go off and do other things, you know, so it didn't like cheat, if you will. Um, so I, that game was phenomenal. I want something else like that. I just know I'm never going to get another Alien Isolation. So if I can have it in Silent Hill, then sign me up. So Yeah. Well, I don't know if you'd get that kind of tenacity. I'm going to be honest with you. I think, it, I think you're going to get some terror, uh, some mm -hmm. horror. I, I don't know. I, me personally, I want uh, a Silent Hill that's done in third person. Just give me a remake of the original. We're good. Some people will even say they give me a remake of two. Some people enjoy two better than even Silent Hill one. Uh, Mag, let's get you in on the conversation. Where do you fall with Silent Hill? I know you're a horror guy. Yes, sir. But is Silent Hill the remake? And it's coming. It, it, it's, I mean, listen, like the, 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 where Pong's always like, where there's a spark. You know, you, you definitely get some smoke. This this is a this is a five alarmer here. This is this is coming. I don't know if it's going to be out this year. I'd like to believe so. Uh, I and this is like probably one of those worst kept secrets in gaming, like like it was for Fable. We know that it's coming out. Where do you sit? Do you want a first person like PT, or do you want a third person? You know what? I'm. I would say to st let's stick with third person. And the reason why is because you want to differentiate yourself very much like the originals from Resident Evil. Because as Resident Evil went first person in Resident Evil 7 and now 8, you don't want to do the same thing. Because it's just, <clears throat> you know what I mean? The public perception is that it's going to be like, oh, they're just copying what they're doing. And that's one thing that I go all the way back from the beginning when I had played Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil 2, and then Silent Hill showed up one day. And then I said, let me check this out because I was I was really into the horror genre at that point, um, especially with those games, because Resident Evil really got my juices flowing with that. Right. So anyways, I pop it in there and it was it was different. It yes. wasn't Resident Evil. It was something different about it. And I loved it, in particular, Resident, uh, sorry, Silent Hill 2. And, yes, that's you know, my Silent, favorite of the bunch. Absolutely. And like that ending, you know, I'm not going to get into it, but, uh, you know, the whole ending in the game that stunned me 
as a gamer and I'm like, wow, that was one hell of a story. Like that was a shocking story and I absolutely adored it. Now, the other interesting thing that differentiated it from uh, from Resident Evil, which they would stay away from the first person, it was a little bit almost open worldish. You know what I mean? Like you can go from like in the town, you can go on the streets. Remember that? You can go like all the different streets and everything. So they gave you like a quadrant to work within and then you were inside, you were outside and then those bloody nurses. You yeah, know, the face the with, with the knives, bro. There, yeah, there's a oh lot of them. Oh my god, they were terrifying. So, like, you know, the, the the nurses in the hospital and everything else. Whatever. The point is this: I think that they should do a remake of the original, and let's see what, like, maybe do it as like a gauge interests kind of idea, kind of like how the Silent Hills PT was. You remember they just kind of put it out there. They're like, let's see what the public reaction to this will be. And the public reaction was like, well, look at it now. It's like a legend, right? You know, if you have, if you still have PT in your hard drive, you're a legend. So, you know, they, they, I think they might do like a remake just to see where it goes and then maybe build a franchise off of that if it if it's successful. And I think it will be. But you know what has to make it successful? You got to make a damn good story. You got to make it interesting. You've got to make it scary as hell. Now, I also finished the medium. Medium is a fantastic game, but it is not, in my mind, it's not a horror game. This is a thriller. Yes. Okay. To me, it's a thriller. And so, and and the story was excellent. I really enjoyed the story. God damn it, was it dark and disturbing. I was going to say, it it touches on some, um, some, some topics you'll feel uncomfortable about. Yeah, reading. I mean, it yeah. touches the nerve with me because I don't like stuff with kids and stuff like yes. that. That really, yes, that yes, really yes, pisses yes. me off. So, yeah. so mm-hmm. it really got under my skin. Uh, but I mean, it was okay. I mean, it's a story. I understand what's going on. But anyways, the point was the story was good. It was more of a thriller. They need to make Silent Hill a scare the piss out of you, scary. Okay, so you want you, terror? I want terror. Want. Like yeah. I don't need jump scares. You make it scary. Like you remember, remember walking around in Silent Hill and all of a sudden that damn horn would go off <laughs> and then you're going oh no not again not again not with the horn because you knew it was going to happen right you knew it was going to flip to that underworld yes you know and then the big horn would go off and i swear every time i would play i was terrified waiting for that damn horn and i'd be walking down the hall going oh my god please don't do the horn please don't do the horn please don't do the horn and all of a sudden the horn would go off and i'd be scared to death that's what you need to do. You have to have me so terrified. That's what you got to do. Okay? Like even Resident Resident Evil is creepy. It's scary at times. There's a bit of terror, but the one thing I say is Silent Hill was always a lot sc- in my mind. It, it, it was it was, it was much scary, especially like there's there were specific parts that were put in there to make you even afraid to move your controller. Exactly. Yeah. And that that's what they need to do. Another thing they need to do is they need to uh, continue with what they did in the original series for any of us uh, old older gamers who remember all this <laughs> is that there was a lot of diversity within each title. Like for example, uh, Silent Hill 1 was its own story. Silent Hill 2 was a separate story. And then they started going off in these little tangents, and I really enjoyed it. Like, for example, I don't know if anybody remembers Silent Hill, The Room. And it was it was basically just, like, in a room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that was it was all of this mystery about what was going on behind this mirror and all this kind of stuff. So it was kind of like, um, like different seasons of American Horror Story. You know what I mean? Like, one season's about this, one season's about that. But it all took place within some kind of, like, a universe, right? And I really enjoyed that. They also have to stay away from the medium, okay? Because the medium just came out, and look what they did with that 
multi-dimension gameplay sort of thing. Yeah. And of course, I mentioned the horn and all that. They have to make sure that they, if they are going to do it, they have to do it in a very unique way so that it doesn't look too much like the medium. Because you can clearly tell that the medium got a lot of its inspiration from those early Silent Hill games. Oh, for sure. 100%. Yeah. Right? The, the, so, the developers even talked about that. Right. Hey, so, so you don't want to go back. Sorry, uh, we can say uh, no, 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 Mag and Boom. Yeah, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm into the medium right now because I finished Cyberpunk uh, last week or whenever it was, and I'm. You guys can tell me because I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm twenty percent of the way through or whatever. I've been playing for a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. um, do you think the dual reality thing was worth it? Like, I feel like I could have just switched realities and been fine and got the same experience. You, you I, got, I you, there's a reason for it. You got you got to continue progressing through the story because it really does with with it, it and and the story that they 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 produced. It makes sense. Yeah. It's not a gimmick. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it, but it, yeah, it but does you, take it, it somewhere. Yes. Yeah, because I'm really liking the story, graphics, atmosphere. I want to see where it's going, but I feel like that switch button should just. Push me over to the other reality. And I should be able to jump instantly, but we'll see. I'm I'm gonna finish it. I, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, you, you as you as you progress through, you're gonna be like, you know what? You guys are right. Uh, it, it makes sense now. Yeah, and see, the thing is too is I actually felt the same way at the beginning. I just wanted to stay as her. I didn't want it. I didn't want to do the dual reality thing, right? I was just like, oh come on, man! Like it was moving in this direction. I'm I'm, I'm enjoying this right now. Now I got to do this thing. You know, one's got to go over here. One's got to go over there. But then as they weave the tail around it, you'll find that there's absolutely a reason for it. It's not just a gimmick, as said. But anyways, uh, as for the Resident Evil, uh, sorry, the Silent Hill, my God, I keep saying Resident Evil. As for the Silent Hill thing, I've said all the points I want to say about what I would like to see with it, where I think they should go with it. But there is that one thing they got to make sure that I say they do a full remake of the original and they build a new franchise off of there and branch off into their own narratives for the future. That's what I say. No, that, that's a great point. Clowns, let's get your final opinion of the last topic of the evening. Where, do, I mean, you, you, you're you an OG like me. So obviously, um, older IPs brought back in new ways is something, I don't know, a lot of people don't, oh, I don't want to play old games. Well, if you've never played it, then technically it's not an old game. So just shut up. So here's the thing. Um, wh where where does Silent Hill fall for you? What Which of the Silent Hills do you want to play on your PlayStation 5? Is it going to be the PT terror-based horror, or do you want to see uh, like uh, 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 whoever is going to do it? I think it's going to be uh, you know Sony Japan Studios, uh, and, and obviously published by uh, by Sony. Do you want to see a remake of the original? You know, wow, this is like a topic that is that interests me. It, it, I have a lot of interest in this, even though I didn't play the original Silent Hill games. And I'll tell you why. Because there's such a fandom for these games. So they must have been really fun at the time when they did come out, right? So for me, looking at these titles, I would like, and hear me out here, okay? I would like just a remastered collection and all of them piled into Nothing one. wrong with that. You get four games for the price of one. Yep, and that's I'd like to see that. I'd like to see you know a complete. I wouldn't you know they didn't necessarily have to do a complete overall, but make it look modern. You know, make it look good and add add some stuff to it too. Like add some more stuff to collect. Um, add some more customizations. Just make it a little bit modern. 
and I think we'll be good to go with this. And I think people will be happy playing these games to get those trophies. I, I think that would be a big deal for a lot of people to say, hey, I played the uh, you know the Silent Hill Remastered Collection. I got my trophies. I'm so happy. It reminds me of one you know back in the day when I had the older PlayStations and whatnot. So I I think that's how they they should approach this, and I think that that's a great way to reboot the franchise. And if it does well enough, then do a whole brand new Silent Hill, a story far later on, carried off the last title. I mean that. I mean that makes sense. Me personally, I I don't mind remasters, but I would love again being a fan of the series. Not 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 as big a fan as of Silent Hill as I am Resident Evil. I would really like to see them uh, remake uh, one in the same love and care that we saw Capcom do um, Resident Evil two and three. And obviously, we're going to get four, and hopefully, hopefully, one day Code Veronica, which is the one I really want to see get the remake uh resident evil 2 remake uh treatment personally uh but folks listen this is we're, we're past the two hour mark i hope you enjoyed the hell out of the show because i certainly did as well uh listen uh again you know if you are here obviously we'd love we'd love for you to hit the like button before you get on out uh if you are new to the program obviously we'd love to say welcome hopefully you enjoyed yourself enough to Consider subscribing to Double Barrel Gaming. And of course, I want to thank the super chats that came in. Your your generosity is always very humbling. I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Again, I'm I expect nothing and I never feel like I'm owed anything. But of course, the super chats do come in each and every live show, and I do tremendously appreciate that. So let's get into, of course, the outros. Hopefully, you enjoyed the gameplay. Uh, obviously, I've been playing the hell out of Division, and of course, uh, Dirt as well. On tomorrow's uh, uh, Xbox One on One, we're gonna get some um, uh, Gears Five Hive Buster uh, DLC gameplay running in the background i, I spent a couple of hours recording that for tomorrow's show uh, but we'll start with the uh, uh everborn saga let's get you on out of here brother tell everyone where they can reach out to you for a conversation and more importantly tell everyone about what the everborn saga has got going on okay so the biggest thing we got going on is this kickstarter we got coming up on march 1st um, if you could check the link in this description, or if it's not there, just go to everbornsaga.com. You'll see a link right at the top. It'll take you to that campaign. You can just click a link to get notified. And if you could share that out, it would do us great things. Everborn Saga is a, basically I'm making an MCU for uh fantasy manga. That's the, the, it's four different series, all following different characters. Um, it's an interconnected story. It's super cool. And we just uh, did the trailer for the anime pilot. So you can take a look at that at everbornsaga.com. You can find me on Twitter at Steve A.M. Johnson. And you can check out Instagram and Facebook at The Everborn. I got to get all of that consolidated. But everbornsaga.com is the one to go check out. Thanks, brother. Definitely appreciate that. And we're definitely going to be pushing your brand as we get closer to the Kickstarter launch for sure. Clowns, why don't you tell everyone about Four Guys with Quarters and what you got going on? Hey, thanks, man. Um, well, you can check us out 
every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Soon we'll be moving to Thursdays due to midway schedule. Um, but I actually still do have some interviews coming up. It's just, you know, I got sick and I couldn't keep to the schedule. So I'm catching back up with everybody. So we will have interviews coming back. It'll probably be a blitz of interviews for a few weeks straight. Um, and then you can find me in Italian Clouds on all social media. And also, uh, we have a new intro made by De Niro. And, ah, uh, nice. man, yeah, it's really got me going because Master Chief gave us a voice clip. Steve Downs himself. Nice. Um, yeah, so it's, it's just awesome, man. Nice, nice. Well, listen, great, great things are coming to Four Guys with Quarters. Uh, Clowns, where could people find you on Twitter? Um, at, you know, at 4GWQ podcast on Twitter for the podcast and then at Italian clowns, uh, for me and, uh, feel free to drop a follow or talk about games. You know, it doesn't matter where you play. You could play PlayStation, Vita, Xbox. I love everything, man. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And you represent the community in the proper manner. We love you for it. Next up, let's go to Tempest, son. Tempest, why don't you tell everyone about where they can reach out to you and strike up a conversation and also potentially team up with you and not get shot in the face by playing the many multiplayer games that you play. Take it away, brother. <laughs> you can uh, find me at the Tempest Sun on Twitter, and uh, my gamer tag is uh, Tempest Sun. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I think I inhaled some cereal. <laughs> Sorry about that. Anyway, no, thank you for having me again, Boom. It was fun, and uh, I will see everybody next week. Yeah, definitely, brother. Thanks for being here, as always. And last in no way least, and you know why? Why do we save him for last? Because he is the loudest. You know him as the, uh, I want to say, Dr. Evil Chef of Cooking, Please, middle-aged gamer guy, why don't you tell everyone about where they can reach out to you, yes, strike up a conversation, what other shows you got going on, and tell everyone about that video you just put up regarding uh, Assassin's Creed. Very, very interesting. Oh, yes. Thank you very much. Well, guys, on uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the middle-aged game guy. That's with a G-Y at the end. On the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X, you can follow me at all one word, all capitals. I am the mag. That's right. You can find me there uh, every Monday evening, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find me here with Mr. Boomstick XL and friends on Primetime Gaming. And, of course, Tuesday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with none other than Noof Nukem and Titan Drago on Gaming After Dark. And, uh, yes, uh, I have been working with uh, Pulse Music Media and uh, we released our first video. It's uh, called Music and Gaming, and it will it will be an ongoing series where um, the the actual head of Pulse Music Media is actually my brother, and he is a professional musician and professor at University of Toronto Music. And uh, yes, uh, we will be exploring more about music and gaming and where it started from, like all the way back from Asteroids, all the way to you know The Last of Us Two and God of War and whatever else, right? And Halo, of course. And uh, we got some surprises for 2021. And uh, if you guys ever want to check out any of the videos that we that are on Pulse Music Media, you can find them uh, the link in my, on my uh, Twitter. So, uh, guys, anyways, thank you for the support for all that. And uh, I look forward to the new content coming in 2021. And as for the chat, you guys were awesome tonight as always. Guys, it was a great show. Pong Soul, nice to see you again, brother. And, uh, yes, we'll see you all next week. Have a great night.
Now, thanks so much for being. And again, of course, thank you so much for supporting Double Barrel Gaming and all of these uh, content creators on this panel. We definitely appreciate that you took the time to spend two plus hours with us, and you do that each and every night. Uh, tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Xbox One on One with uh, myself and Zemi Games will be live. And of course, uh, you have the Xbox Factor podcast Thursday at noon and Breakfast with Boom Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Lots of content coming this week. Lots of big topics. And, of course, I hope that you can join us for each of those live shows. So, everyone, have a great night. Hey, hey Boom. Hey, Boom. Yeah. Could I get my outro real quick? <laughs> Who did I forget? Me, Pawn. You forgot me. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, I thought, wow, that's weird. I thought I got you. I don't know why I did. Pong So, first of all, thank you so much for being here, brother. You jumped in uh, at the last minute. We definitely appreciate you being a part of tonight's program. You have really been burning up the charts. Uh, you, 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 I think you're going to have to take a bit of a break before you wind up losing your voice because you've been really burning the midnight oil. Pong, why don't you tell us about not only where could people reach out to you because you are very popular in the community, but more importantly, what other shows are you a part of? Yeah, thanks again, Boom. I appreciate you thinking of me when you needed uh, when you had an empty chair and you needed a spot filled. I, I really do appreciate that you uh, you reached out. So I'm glad I could make this happen. Uh, yeah, clowns. dude, it was great to have you. Lo love having you on the show, dude. You bring a lot of knowledge, bro. R real good Thank work. Thank you. I appreciate that so much coming from you. Uh, clowns, Tepeson, Mag, Everborn, obviously always a pleasure to share a panel uh, with uh, such intelligent and talented individuals. I, I learn a lot every time I'm, I'm on one of these with you guys and, and I appreciate all of you chat. You guys have been fantastic tonight as, uh, as always. So uh, thank you again for showing up and support. Um, but you can find me at Pong soul everywhere. Um, you can find me and hear me on the uh, panel with uh, fun speculation and Caitlin, uh, and Assassin Lupa and 3-Bit on the Xbox Ultimate podcast, Friday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern. And then on Saturdays, I am on the Shop podcast with PTK Blam, uh, Fuzzy Belvedere, Centurion, and uh, Stagorilla. So you can find me there on Saturday nights. Um, and uh, who knows where else I'll show up. Uh, 21, 2021 has been crazy busy, and it continues to be. <laughs> and uh, thanks to Boom, I got to be here tonight. So keep your eyes open. But uh, appreciate you all, and thank you, and have a great rest of your week. Yeah, dude, uh, thanks again for being here, brother. And I definitely apologize. Man, I never miss my guests. And for some reason, I, I don't know what I was thinking, bro. I'm, I'm uh, Anyway. That's all right, boom. It happens. Yeah, well, listen, thanks again for being here, dude. Super appreciate that. And yes, you're on two very good shows. Uh, if you don't if you don't follow uh, PTK Blam, you should. Uh, and, of course, your Xbox uh, show that you're on with, with uh, of course, uh, Fun Speculation, uh, Caitlin, and the three bit who is a part of the Xbox Factor podcast, another great, great show. Uh, real interesting topics, not clickbaity, and certainly no console war nonsense. I think that's really what separates a lot of the people that you find come on to this show. Uh, I, I don't deal in console war shenanigans. It's okay to have a preference. It's when you're a D-bag about it is where I draw the line. That's why you see that that we do get a lot of repeat. 
uh, uh, guests because, you know, again, they, they, they told the line and uh, we love hearing their opinions on it. But uh, thanks again for everyone for tuning in. We definitely appreciate you being here with us. And, of course, I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dear old dad taught me. And I think now more than ever, it's super important. Treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. Have a good night, folks. (music) 